Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Flyers have been sensed. Finally, I get to use that graphic as we are celebrating a win for the Sens for the first time since, I believe, October 27th. Here with me today, oh. I've got Matt Bosti. How are you doing today? Uh, who can complain? It's been it's been a long time. It's been, what, eight games since we've been able to, to see a victory? It's a great day. It's a great afternoon, even if the weather is garbage and it's already dark at 3.55. It's Sens o'clock, baby. Yeah, a bit of a gloomy day out there today, but uh, at least the Sens were actually able to brighten up our days a little bit for once, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was uh, it was done kind of in a in a. I, I want to say that was one of the most entertaining games. Like even if you remove the score, mm-hmm. back and forth, hard hitting, some bad blood. It was a. Uh, it was. I'm not usually a huge fan of one o'clock start games, but uh, I'm glad I. I'm glad I clocked in this time. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of those early starts either. I do have to say towards the end of the second period, I think uh, before Dabrinkit's first goal, I was actually dozing off just a little bit. I'm <laughs> I'm a big afternoon nap person, so I was like, oh, I got to make sure to actually stay awake today. But luckily, the Sens actually played pretty well overall, so it wasn't like I was wanting to fall asleep exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dabrinkit too. I think that's that's my favorite part here is we've mm-hmm. been waiting for well he's shown this entire time he's shown that he has the ability and he's getting these chances it's just just not going in for him so being able to see him actually pop a couple in oh that was uh, that was my caffeine hit that got me out of any <laughs> any drowsiness yeah yeah it was very satisfying to see him actually be able to bury a couple today a couple uh, like almost wide open nets for him which was really nice to see too because even though i think he's been getting some really good looks in pretty much every game so far he hasn't had like a slam dunk play like that where he can just tap it in and not have to worry about like actually sniping it past the goalie you know it was really satisfying <laughs> Like outside of Giroux's floater on Philly last week, like every single goal the Sens have had to score have been hard goals, like either mm. chasing it or or breakaways or anything like that. Like it was nice to see our set plays actually work as set plays, and mm-hmm. the across the crease passes weren't getting picked off by goalies. Ah, it's just good, and now it feels like we're never going to lose again. I think that's <laughs> yeah. the the natural progression. Is now it's an eight game win streak. Exactly. We need to keep the good vibes <laughs> rolling. Hmm. All right. And uh, Giroux getting his first win against uh, Philly. or Yeah, because he hadn't played them mm-hmm. with Florida last year. So he's yeah. got, I think, a win against every team now, which is always nice. That was really nice to see, too. It was an awesome moment when he scored against them at the beginning of last game. <laughs> but then the rest yeah. of that game was a bit of a letdown. So really nice to see him uh, be able to get the win against his former team here, too, today. And especially because yeah. uh, Giroux was kind of starting to show some visible frustration throughout that losing streak, I thought. Uh, so it was really nice uh to see him uh hopefully he's all smiles after today yeah exactly and but i didn't i think he's been instrumental for our leadership core not that i thought think brady has done anything like to not warrant a uh uh, uh, a plus in leadership, but having someone who on Philly has been through this can can really keep that that locker room in a good headspace. Like I think back to last year, like even if we were, were in the same kind of spot, well, we're we're a lot better. I think we were like one and nine. I think after ten games last year, something insane like that. Um, but even if we're in that same sort of not quite as positive a spot in the in the standings none of those losses have looked like it was last year where the sense hit the ice and they were all sad 
And then we lost four nothing and we just did three or four games in a row. Like every, every game, even if they've made me want to rip my hair out or run through a wall in frustration has had its moments to be uh, to hope that the Sens can win. So it's, mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep that in mind. And it was nice seeing uh, Giroux kind of show that emotion. And I'm sure that locker room was, uh, was hearing it. And now, uh, now they can, they can rest their hats. Mm-hmm. They can be happy. Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, dynamic. Like, obviously, we don't know exactly how things play out in the locker room and on the ice, but just having mm-hmm. the young captain and Brady Kachuk and being able to bring in a guy who's the longest serving captain in the Flyers franchise <laughs> history, like, that's a pretty rare opportunity. Uh, it's really cool to see that, like, you know, we all believe in Brady Kachuk's uh, abilities here, but it's uh, as a young captain. I'm sure there's some things where he's inexperienced, so it's great to have Giroux yeah. be able to help out with that sort of stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Brady is lit, like he knock on whatever particle board or wood you can find near you that he will be a, a senator for life, Brady, and uh, and everything there. And you know, he's absorbing all of this. He's he's not the kind of player who's just thinking about this season. It's he had lunch with Daniel Alfredson this summer mm-hmm. so that he could understand more what Daniel did. So having having Claude here. Oh, it's nice. See, it's so nice. It's nice to have a win, and we can be like, "Oh, let's let's just talk positive." We're finally. Uh, we don't have to fill time ranting for once. We can <laughs> we can just be happy. Like we can still we can still complain about some stuff. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Like DJ still wasn't perfect with some of those things, but it feels unimportant. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned Alfredson too. It's really yeah. cool as well seeing him back around the team and cool to see interactions with Brady as well. It's something we were kind of missing Alfredson's presence for a long time, not just off the ice or on the ice when he left, but off the Mm -hmm. ice too. He was around for a little bit and then kind of parted ways. So nice to see him back too. (laughs) I think parted ways is a very polite way of of putting it there. It's really good to see him happy and comfortable with the senators. Mm Because I just, I can't imagine being in that position where, like that was your life. You're a Swedish guy in Ottawa. And you don't feel comfortable around the reason why you're a Swedish guy in Ottawa. Like <laughs> it's just depressing. So him, Phillips, Redden, uh, Pascal Leclerc was at the hockey game and giving oh. out uh, something like is I don't know what Leclerc does with the sense, but he's he's still kind of kind of associated with it, and I it's didn't cool know that. to see. Yeah, it, like. It's it's weird to me that Pascal Leclerc is like yeah I'll, I'll hang out. Well, when after Pascal's uh, like career-ending injury, the Senators actually kept him rehabbing uh, in Ottawa, even not under contract for oh, over yeah. over a year after. So maybe maybe that's where he learned it. I just want to know what he's doing. Yeah, I guess Glad that built up it. some goodwill with the organization. <laughs> nice to see. Yeah. Now, before we get more into the game, I will have to shout out our sponsor, Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada's sportsbook. Football continues, basketball is back, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pre-game, live, in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians by Canadians, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head over to sportsinteraction.com, or .ca, or no, .com, that's my bad. .com slash sdpn, that is sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. And now that the Sens are never going to lose again, you could just consider that in some of your bets. Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> and speaking of, uh, speaking of playing responsibly, it was very nice <laughs> to see the Senators did a pretty good job shutting down the Flyers in the third period. What did you think about their defensive effort protecting a lead for once today? 
Well, that that's the that's what really stood out for me, and especially at the start of the third. I don't know how many minutes in, but Shabbat went down with that. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't long. It went down with that. What a ridiculous hit! Mm-hmm. Like uh, ridiculous that that wasn't a, a penalty there. Um, let's hope that uh, the league's watching. Or actually, it doesn't matter because they'll just do whatever they want. Yeah, but that was a dangerous. That was a dangerous, unnecessary hit by Konechny, uh on Shabbat like that. Like I don't, I know you're allowed to hit someone, but it wasn't like they were going to get any uh, possession back. So all, all that was flashing through my my mind was that the Senators were going to get frustrated and angry, and we were going to throw away. What? And because we've seen it how many times? We've seen them go up to or two one with a good game, and then just we give up one, and the game is over. Uh, so when we got those power plays and we burnt them. Uh, yeah, it was the, the third goal was a power play goal. When Debrinkat got another goal there, that was exactly what the Senators have been missing. We, this is why you acquired Debrinkat. This is why you pay, well, Norris and Susla this money is it's, they're going to get you. They're going to keep you in the money, in the game. It's winning the games. How many leads have we had over the, the losing streak where we haven't put in that extra goal, that insurance goal? We have kept everything just dangling by a thread, and that's why we have so many third-period devastating losses by only one goal is because you give one up, the momentum shifts back over to uh, the other team, and then you're just, you're just hoping that you can sneak one in the end. And as we've seen, uh, our person or our empty net extra attacker plays aren't really the talk of the league. So that's not what you want to do. You want to be going up by these things. So that was, as soon as I saw that, I knew we were set. Mm-hmm. I knew that we were going to be able to, to slow this game down and the dedication on the ice. Like, was it Brandstrom? I think in the last minute. Yeah. The one to, or I guess four minutes because they pulled the goalie crazy early. Yeah. Really early. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but he blocked that shot in the upper shoulder area and got it up. That is, that's going to hurt so much. <laughs> that is, you don't, you don't ever want to block anything above, above, well, above the waist mm-hmm. and, or kind of anywhere. But that was what I saw that really stuck out to me was every single player on the ice was like, no, we're not going to let in another goal. Talbot uh, was, was a brick wall after that first goal. And it was just dedication to getting this win. And that's, it's all I've been wanting to see. I, wa- I just wanted to watch the, uh, the, the, the team kind of put together that 60 minutes and just go from there. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it was kind of a reverse of what the Flyers did to the Sens last weekend when they got mm-hmm. that one goal lead and then just totally shut it down and were blocking shots like crazy. Uh, it was good to see that the Sens were able to kind of do it in reverse to them because I was really interested uh, in kind of this storyline coming in of DJ Smith uh, facing yeah. a team for the second time this season after losing to them because there's been a lot of a spotlight on coaching uh, <laughs> and he kind of just got plainly outcoached by Torts last weekend. So I was really interested to see, like, will he be able to figure out how to actually beat the Torts system this time? And it seemed like it was a pretty good uh, job on that. Yeah, can't can't fault him. Can't fault him outside of maybe a couple of weird. I don't know what it is. He is so dedicated to that third line starting in the offensive zone sometimes. And I think Pinto's great, but when you're when you're being flanked by Mott and uh, can't think off the top of my head, uh, Joseph. Joseph, thank you. They're they're great players, but they're the ones that I want on the counterattack. And mm-hmm. there were times where we would we would have some pressure and we'd start him here and we'd give it up, and then nothing happened. It wasn't bad, but it's just like I oh, just. Even if they're a little bit winded, start put put Stutzla back out there. Let's get some some possession time. But if that's my complaint, 
is like offensive zone faceoffs, and yeah. that's the only thing that I can <laughs> dig into. Holy moly, that's a big difference, and that's uh, that's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. DJ's DJ's a weird. It's a weird take here because it's hard. Like you want to make a change when you're losing a whole bunch, but it wasn't like it wasn't like some of the coaches that we've had before where it's just clearly they're past their expiration date and clearly the team hates them. Like it just felt like there was like some sort of curse. Like yeah. DJ was doing dumb things, but like the players were just shooting the puck so poorly. Like someone kissed a witch on Halloween and like we were just never going to get another win. I will say I was definitely, and I kind of still am, but it's harder to say after when I was definitely on the fire DJ train, just because I feel like even though there's been a lot of bad luck and close, you know, one goal with empty net type losses, it at some point, like you need to figure out ways to to get wins. And it was the change. Yeah, it was like we needed a change. I think back to... And I guess it's still early if you compare it to this, but I think back to St. Louis, who was in a similar position where they had all of this talent that it just wasn't working. And they they swap out the coach and they go on that second half of the season run and they win the cup. Mm-hmm. Like this is exactly what this kind of stretch has felt like to me. Is it, is it is it is it necessarily the coach's fault? No. But if they're not a part of the solution, you either have to trade a player or you have to you have to get a a new some new blood in just to change it up just so that you're not feeling like you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working. That being said, like you said, we won. And if we win the next five games, then no one's going to be calling for any coach's head. And we got to remember too, we were on a four game winning streak before this, Mm -hmm. which that's not easy to do either. And we, we just need to get some consistency here. Or you know what, if we can go on like just winning streaks, losing streaks, that will be the most uh, polarizing season of Saturday hockey. Yeah, a roller coaster, eh? If you just, (laughs) if all your win streaks are one game longer than your losing streaks, then hey, that's not too bad in the end. That's perfect. Lose every game in overtime as well, I'll take that. Yeah, that that was another thing frustrating about the losing streak was not being able to even get overtime losses until that last game too. I know you mentioned the uh, the six-on-five play earlier. Yeah. I was glad... Very glad to see that we didn't have to uh, pull the goalie tonight and it was the other team in that situation. Yeah, and it was almost exactly like the wild game where they pull the goalie early in the game and then instead of, uh, like, without really a super strong possession and the other team, they take that one shot, Brandy blocks it, and Sisla just goes up the rest of the ice and, and pots one in. It was, it was funny to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I've seen this happen. This is this is on brand here. Mm-hmm. I I just want to point out what was it that Hamza in the chat was talking about the crazy amount of hits. I didn't oh. realize how many hits there were. There were thirty eight for the Sens and fifty nine oh for Philly. God. I knew it was 59. a rough game. Fifty nine. I remember at one point during the third period seeing the number forty eight for the Flyers <laughs> in terms of hits, but they yeah. somehow managed to get eleven more by the end of the third period. That's insane. That's crazy. Well, I. I just because I have him in fantasy, is Stutzla had five hits. Oh, and that's nice. like just for even for Stutzla, that's a uh, that's a, a big one. Maybe they just call they just mark hits really easily in in <laughs> Philly. Whoever the scorer is on there, but they're used to maybe uh, yeah, exactly. But with Philly being like doing well this this season, this could be a new uh, new rivalry. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm always happy because I've always hated the the Flyers. So uh, let's make more enemies. <laughs> let's make the whole East the enemies like i know yeah. one of those people who are like oh we've got some friendship teams no everyone's dead to me if you're if you got another jersey on i want us to hate them and fight 
Now, what makes you hate the Flyers specifically so much? Is it mostly uh, playoffs from the past? No, uh, Eric Lindros. See, I'm old. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm deceptively old. I got this baby face because I don't leave my basement. Uh, <laughs> but Eric Lindros, I'm from Sault Ste. Marie, and he refused to go to Sault Ste. Marie oh. in the OHL. So he is dead to me. And he being a, uh, a longtime flyer means that I'll always hate the flyers. He just kind of tainted the flyers for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure my, my Quebec Nordique fans are going to agree with me. Actually, no, because they got what a deal off that yeah. day. But hey, that's, that's a whole there. other thing. And uh, it was Forsberg? Yeah. Oh, or was it Stastny? Maybe, I don't know. Some whatever. Of, it was, yeah, what, exactly. Two of those guys. The Some only funny part is it ended up being the uh, Stanley Cup for Colorado. Yeah. The Nordeast because uh, because of all that. But Tragic. <laughs> oh, well. Who, who do we play next? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to quickly see that. Yeah, so it's the Islanders on Monday, a 5.30 okay. start, which is a little weird. On oh, Wednesday. yeah. I I understand why they're doing it, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> I, it, won't, it won't change anything for me because I'll, I'll, be, I'll be home after work and I'll turn it on. Mm -hmm. But I just can only imagine because it's in town as well. Yeah, I hope and, attendance is strong for that game. It'll be tough, though, with a lot of people trying to come home from work. Like I'm, I'm lucky enough. I usually get out of work around four or four thirty, and uh, even then, getting to a seven o'clock game, it's like okay, get home, put on not work clothes, go and catch. It's like you get there for six forty-five, and mm -hmm. and it's okay. But getting there for five thirty, you got to book the day. But yeah, it's it's worth it. It's worth to see uh, see Elfie's uh, the hard work Elfie put in and the great Elfie for the Hall uh, social campaign actually uh, show the fruits of its labor. Yeah, that'll be a great night. And yeah, looking ahead at the schedule, so the Islanders Monday, yeah. Buffalo Wednesday, and then next Saturday is the Devils. Out of those three games, uh, what do you expect from the Sens? Do you think they could potentially take all three or like maybe one, one, and one or something like that? What do you think? <laughs> I think we're going to go two, one. I mm -hmm. think that uh, I think the Buffalo is going to start regressing a little bit. They can't. Cage Thompson can't score hat tricks every single game, yeah. uh, though he keeps doing it. Uh, but I think that we're going to. I think we would. I think we went against the the Islanders, and I think that we're we're going to beat Buffalo. It's Jersey. I think Jersey is just a great team. Yeah, they're with, just uh, like a wagon this year. It's well. It, the, this is the thing, though. They they've always had this ability. Like they got Dougie Hamilton last year. Jack Hughes is becoming one of the premier young stars of the NHL. Uh, with Vanacek, who I always thought was a fantastic goalie, but just never really getting that full way of, uh, uh, or that full rope in, in Washington, being able to kind of fly a little bit. And even then you got Blackwood, Blackwood, I think it's Blackwood, mm -hmm. Mackenzie Blackwood yeah. on, as the back backup. He's nothing to sneeze at either. He's had some roughs up and downs, but that's the entire team there. They, I think are a, a lot farther ahead than people gave them credit for. And, uh, I think that they're gonna they're gonna surprise some people this year, and they're gonna be one of the big forces in the uh, in the East for years to come. Yeah, I think that'll be another tough matchup with them again. It was honestly like I think I said this on Twitter yesterday or not yesterday. Thursday's result against the Devils was actually pretty good considering how good the Devils are. It's just that it was the seventh loss in a row that made it sting real bad, <laughs> and then everyone was you know like yeah. analyzing everything, but. Oh. Honestly, we did pretty well against the Devils last time. So, yeah, I, I'd be fairly confident that we could maybe beat them this time. And it's a 
like another rematch kind of like how we just lost to the flyers and then we were able to beat them this time <laughs> hoping for the same thing there and kind of with buffalo too because we did drop the season opener to them although it was a close one and that was just craig anderson he oh, was just yeah. unreal that stupid game i love andy they're probably gonna him put so him much. in again yeah. yeah of course they will he's got he's got our number but uh yeah it would, it would be nice to just i just want to see like i i bought a bunch of takers this year because i just want to see some meaningful hockey so mm-hmm. i don't i'm not subscribed to like oh it's playoffs or bust i just want to see march games where it doesn't like even if we're not like over 1.0 but just like okay that win could matter yeah, I I am so tired of running Tankathon. I want to do what Edmonton did, which was miss the playoffs by like four points and then win Connor McDavid. So that's what I want with Connor Bedard. If we if we just barely sneak out, come on, hockey gods, you you owe us at least one lottery win, mm-hmm. and we can uh, we can we can immediately turn that into uh, the unparalleled run of cups and success that we've been promised. Yeah, the Sens made out pretty well with the lottery in terms of when they got Stutzel and Sanderson, but it wasn't exactly <laughs> it wasn't exactly like moving up, right? I think both of those picks actually dropped. Yeah, Although... yeah, we should have been second and fourth, mm-hmm. I think, was what it was. But I'm I'm happy they removed the uh, the choice for for Ottawa between uh, LA's. Oh, what's his name? Brandon Mackey, I'll be mad at oh, me. Oh, uh, Byfield, guy. Yeah, I'm glad they removed Byfield and Stutzla because I think. I, I think that we might have gone uh, Byfield over Stutzla. It just felt like that's the kind of player that the Senators would have loved. A mm-hmm. gigantic, uh, per, like, fast center, which is good. But can you imagine this team without Stutzla? Oh, no way. No, it is. It is. He's become kind of, like, I call him, people say it's a little bit slanderous, but I call him Elfie 2.0 because oh. it's just... Yeah, people are like, oh, you can't. It's like, they're not the same player, very different there, but it's that ability to just keep the game on his stick. Mm-hmm. There are times, and he's still in his, only in his third year is the big thing to kind of remember about Timmy. Uh, there are times where the game might be doing something completely different. He just does this little pivot and turns around, and it's just like he has the momentum there, and he just controls everything, which Danny, Mr. Alfredson used to do all the time. So I'm excited for, for him to hit his, his prime, but I'm I'm so happy that we've got him forever. Mm-hmm. It's always electrifying when the puck is on a stick and he can, he yeah. just has that ability to take over a game, you know, and such a young player, you don't necessarily see it every game. Like I did think he was a little bit quiet tonight, but he showed a lot of heart on that empty net goal. Just yeah. even though we were already up by two, he made sure that that puck went in the net. <laughs> well, and that's, that's just it. That's, that's the full buy-in that this team has. And I think back to Carlson, the Carlson years, where it was always Carlson who was just willing the entire team. But then you had Hoffman who would really, he would never go past the the hash marks on his own side. He was ready to go and <laughs> go and score. But even in our losses in the last little bit, every single player has absolutely uh, just put everything in to try and get these wins. So it's so, I'm so, so happy to see that it finally happened. Yeah, that's the main thing that's encouraging is there was no games where it felt like they were just taking a night off or taking periods off. Like, there's moments and shifts that don't look great, but in the end, like, they're really giving their all out there. So I can't fault the players. Yeah, yeah, no. And that, and that's where it becomes so, so tricky is if you, when we were talking about, like, having to make a change, there wasn't like there's, well, there's one particular player that uh, we did make a change for him that I think you could put some some more pressure on and uh, 
kind of get some uh, get some correlation to losses. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, it, it wasn't like we were watching a player who just didn't care. We weren't we weren't ever having that discussion of of like oh it's like I'm just trying to pick someone like Matthew Joseph just uh, skating around already clocked out. Which I actually think Matthew Joseph had a really good game tonight. Mm-hmm. He was playing uh, some very hard back checking. And uh, I don't think he's going to get talked about too much there, but he helped kill some of those penalties we took in the second. It's just completely on his by just being relentless on the puck holder. Yeah, I think he was really engaged tonight, really strong on the puck. And yeah, I really love him on the penalty kill there, especially with uh, his speed as a threat uh, offensively on the penalty kill. I think he was a really great uh, pickup by Dorian last year. Uh, Who would have thought that we would trade fan favorite Nick Paul, big hands, uh yeah big hands soft big big and soft hands that's what the quote was it's something like that (laughs) and we would get someone who i think has become just as much of a fan favorite Mm -hmm. just as much of that role player is it's the perfect trade to make and as much as i like nick paul that seven year extension it would have been a lot to kind of kind of look at makes sense for tampa Mm -hmm. uh but matthew joseph fits our window and can't wait to see him uh, see him down the line in some playoff hockey because he's the kind of he's the kind of player that wins you playoff series. Yeah, he's the kind of player who sneakily can become like a playoff hero out of nowhere. One of those like kind of lower in the lineup players, but you know he has skill and he can come up with big moments. Well, it's like last year when he was elevated onto the first line before mm-hmm. he got injured, and he was a point per game in like 12, 12 games. What a wild, uh, what a wild pickup! What a wild couple of couple of weeks last year when we were actually good. Mm-hmm. And one more thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the defense tonight. What did you think of uh, the team's overall structure and just decisions with the puck? Like, what I think overall it was better than we've seen mostly. Mm-hmm. But what what do you think improved tonight that really got us the win on defense? I noted well, Jake Sanderson is so so good like i know shane pinto has his ridiculous amount of goals and points i think he's at nine points in our 15 games which for a rookie that's great but i think sanderson should be at the very least a calder nominee Mm -hmm. because he is playing big minutes on a really mediocre defensive team and he is doing it with this poise and this calmness that is just uh I haven't, I never, I didn't expect it from him. I thought this would be like year three mm-hmm. kind of level of play, which makes me excited for year three level of play to uh, Jake Sanderson. Him jumping up when we had, uh, when Shabbat was out and him playing more minutes with another random partner uh, because Hamadik was down for like five minutes too. So yeah. he was just being jumbled there. There was no panic. Like I'm thinking back to Shabbat's bad passes or Brandy's bad passes in the last couple of games. There was none of that. They weren't letting themselves get flustered behind the net or on the breakout. And they were just being simple. They were short passes and that, that breakout. And I think that's why there wasn't that much. There weren't those giveaway goals that we've been accustomed to seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the calmness of Jake Sanderson is just so impressive. Like he looks like a ten-year vet out there, and <laughs> it makes it hard to believe that he's only like ten games into his career. And insane. Like, I think over the past like ten or fifteen years of watching Sens hockey, he might be like the most calm defender I've seen out there. Like, 
it's it's tough to compare to like Carlson and Shabbat, but sometimes yeah. with them, I feel like they would sometimes get a little bit too calm and kind of give themselves a false sense of security, <laughs> and then they end up turning yep. the puck over. But Sanderson is the opposite, where it's just the right amount of calmness, where he always makes the right play with the puck. And Tate brings up a good point too that Bernard Docker. This is like, I think this is like his fifth game or sixth NHL game ever mm-hmm. is kind of getting on that same, same level as well as of, of just uh, playing above their age and their experience and not letting the, the big moments get to them. And Brandstrom is, I, I, I will put my hands up. I was a, I was, I don't want to say a Brandstrom hater. I would say a Brandstrom doubter for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I'm eating too. all of those words. I'm eating all of those words. <laughs> Even if he has a couple of moments a game, he has really, whatever he did this off season, it completely changed his focus. He is now so much, I don't even want to say smarter because I think he was always smart, but just so much more poised and just so much more analytical with the plays he's doing. And if he's going to be playing in our, either our second or our third pair, that's, that's fantastic for us. I'm, I'm pumped, pumped, pumped. Yeah. He's a really great guy to have kind of on your, third pair there he's kind of like he could play top four but he's kind of hiding behind Shabbat and Sanderson and that's (laughs) that's a really good thing to have that's fine that depth that's fine (laughs) and I think it's good for him too because I think I don't want to see him break his his new confidence so Mm -hmm. keeping him on the third pair and not having to try and defend against the OVs and the Crosby's will uh will be a boon to his game yeah, I think he's been a little bit more of a slow learner because not not mm. everyone can come in and look like Jake Sanderson <laughs> right away. So it's it is a little better for him to kind of have the, have the lower only, minutes for a while. Like I think he's only like a year or two old, older than, uh, or like a year older than. Yeah, it feels Sanderson. like he's been around for a while now, but still really yeah. young. Yeah, ninety nine, and Sanderson I think was oh one. Oh, two. Okay. Okay. Three years. But still, it's, it's, it's not like we're talking about a, a defenseman who wouldn't take at least a couple of years to get mm-hmm. yeah. mature and into that. Usually most defensemen take longer. We've just yeah. got <laughs> the biggest outlier ever in Sanderson, which is yeah. awesome. <laughs> oh, that's good. And yeah. Another interesting point was uh, a lot of people were wanting to see Shabbat's ice time come down lately. And it's kind of ironic that it did happen, but it was because he got injured in the third period. And he was already at 18 minutes. Yeah. I think, he, when would he was have, injured. He would have been way easy. Up there 25, yeah. 25 to 30. No, no doubt in my mind. He wanted to hit that. Uh, it's, I go back. I think for the better betterment of the team and the betterment of Shabbat, he should only be playing the 22, 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look at his history whether it's junior, whether it's world juniors, whether it's the world championships, he will always play 25 to 30 minutes. Coaches trust him. And he has said he will play. If they ask him to, he is happy. He doesn't want to come off the ice. Is that good? Excuse me. Is that good? I don't know if that's good, but it's hard to kind of, it's hard to say no to a player of his caliber. And once he's built this, uh, this level of confidence back up and hopefully he's not injured, and he can become that number one defenseman that we need him to be. I'm I'm excited to see what he can do because he is. This is his time. He is put through the bad years. He mm-hmm. deserves to be able to have a good team in front of him. I agree. He's kind of been carrying this team for the last four years now, sort of <laughs> along with Kachuk. So yeah. hopefully he gets back in form here. Hopefully he's not injured. Fingers crossed. Hopefully he'll be able to return for the next game and uh, get back in the swing of things. It was really nice to see him get that goal tonight as well. 
Yeah, what a goal, too. Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Just flying Didn't down the it. wing. No one saw him coming. Uh, yeah, no. It, it, and it, it's just so unlike him as well from that kind of kind of thing. Usually you would see him kind of take the lot the like the farther flapper out because that's where his his sphinx line, but his hands up close there, putting it right over Carter Hart. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a beautiful goal and a nice win today for the Ottawa Senators. That's where we're going to have to wrap it up today. Thank you so much for joining me today. Anytime. I like to talk and I like the sound of my own voice. So if you ever need, if there's any last minute cancellations, I don't do anything either. It's a, <laughs> it's a real big bonus. Nice. That's good to hear. And uh, do you want to shout out your Twitter or anything like that? Uh, if you want to follow me, it's at Matt Bossy. Uh, it, Think about it before you do it. It's it's a fun experience. That's what I would put myself as. All right. So I will be back on Monday to cover the game against the Islanders. Hope everyone enjoyed today's stream. Leave a like if you did. Subscribe to SDPN. And I will see you next time. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook.